accidents happen. So these are the, some of the, the things that I've experienced, plus there's some other ones. Um, speaking of sparks and things, I was cutting, I had a big pile of rebar that I was doing some concrete work and I had a big hot saw and I was cutting them and I was bent over like this and I was cutting for, I don't know, it takes a couple minutes to cut through. And pretty soon there was smoke coming up and all the sparks were going, I thought they were going through my legs, but they were going right at my coveralls and my whole bottom of my pants were on flames. And so you gotta be aware of these things. Did you have a question? Is this being recorded? Yeah, it is, but I don't know that. Yeah, just save it and we'll go. So, um, so I'll just go through these real quick and then hopefully you can see why maybe it happened. But one time I was building a deck and there was a, a slope that went away and I couldn't get a ladder out there. So I was reaching around to put the, the rim joist on and I was holding it with this hand and I was reaching around and I shot and it kicked back and just caught the, the teeth of the nail gun and went right by my head into my elbow and was sticking out probably, probably that far. So there's a good chance if you, know, if you think it's not safe, it probably isn't. Um, another time I was on a roof, it was a steep roof and we had roof jacks on there and two by sixes. We were doing mostly what we should have been doing. We should have been tied off, but I had a guy that was up on the roof lowering shingles down to me, a bundle, and somehow it slipped out of his hand or something, but it went zooming down the roof, hit right on the roof jack, ripped it out, and I was left on two by sixes that were going like this and trying to run up the roof. And anyway, I landed on the ground. I should have been wearing a harness, but, um, there was another guy that I was working with. We were doing big commercial metal buildings, and I was always Mr. Safety. Might not sound like it, but I was. And out in Seattle, if OSHA sees you, they're the safety police, and you're on a roof and you're not tied off, it can be like a $20,000 fine. So we were, I would always harass guys, and there was one guy in particular that was always, you know, just irritated with me. You know, it slows me down and everything, and, um, Anyway, later he left, had his own company, he was doing a metal roof, and he was working somehow, I wasn't there, but he started sliding down the roof, and at the last minute, he flipped over onto his butt, and his feet caught in the gutter, and he went head first, right down the concrete. And he was in intensive care for months, and had to wear a helmet, and they cut holes in his head, and it took him a long time to recover, so it might slow you down, but it's also going to save you a lot of time. Um, utility knives, I'm sure everyone's been cut by those, but um, ball bearing, I was using a 20-ton press to get a bearing off of a drive shaft for my greenhouse. And sometimes those things, you're, you're pressing as hard as you can, and you're kind of like, is it going to break or is it going to pop off? And this one broke, and it shattered, and it hit me right here, right in my safety glasses. And Praise the Lord, I was wearing those, but uh, wood splitters, I don't have any major ones with that, but I was cutting one time and my wife was putting a piece up there and she had her hand on it and there was a piece that came off from the side as it started to split and kind of went over her hand, you know, and she started yelling and I backed it off quick, but, and these things happen fast, so um, I'm not sure what the tractor is up there for, but. This one, the Chevy truck, this was just stupid, okay? 
I was on the side of a road, and I was having problems with my neutral safety switch. Um, anyway, and so I was probably five minutes away, two minutes away from the parts store. So I was like, well, I'll just stop and pull it off. So I'm on the side of this busy road. I get underneath of there. I had it in park, right, but I didn't set the e-brake. I get under there. I take off the neutral safety switch, which is connected to the linkage, and it goes into neutral. I don't have the e-brake set, and it starts rolling. And I'm underneath there on this two-lane highway. So needless to say, I got out of there really quick. But you want to be safe. So um, PPE, or personal protection equipment, is things like clothing, helmets, goggles, glasses, gloves, ear protection. And this can be for any kind of tool. Okay, I have a cousin that wears earplugs, earmuffs, when he uses his Vitamix. So, you know, they can really be for, for anything. So, here's some fun statistics. Farmers are 800% more likely to die than in any other occupation. Okay? And 80% of all farm deaths are machine-related. And most of those are rollovers. Um, people, got, people getting caught in PTOs doing things they should not be doing. Okay. PTO is the shaft that comes out of the, the back of the tractor that hooks up to the rototiller or mower or anything and it spins really fast and they try and clean something or whatever and their shirt gets caught in it and the rest is history. Um, this is good news. Most tool related accidents happen on Saturday. So we're way safer, all right? And it's just because people are at home and uh, there's different dangers. You know, we often think about just cutting ourselves or those kind of things, but there's danger from dust, from noise, falling hazards, getting cut, smashing, flying objects. You know, smashing can be things like backo, you know, smashing, pinning you up against a wall, um, logs rolling. There's all kinds of things, so um, you got to be aware. So these are some different, I'll go back one here. Um, so one thing I've always found working in construction is it's really good just to watch the old people, right? And see what they do. And you know, usually the old guys, they're not even have to be old, but the guys that can't hear you, right? are generally the ones that their knees are really bad, their backs are really bad, and they're also the ones that say, I don't need those, right? I'm deaf anyway, my knees are shot, and so you just look at them and you do the opposite, right? And um, one thing that my dad told me, which is pretty wise, you know, you see a lot of people that um, especially on the job site, you know, they're carrying lumber around, they're doing things, and they always use the same shoulder, same arms, right? And then they just get tore up. So when I'm carrying things around, and this can be on the farm or anywhere, I'm always trying to switch sides. You know, so if I'm carrying a sheet of plywood, I carry it on this side, and then I carry it on the side, back and forth, right? If I'm cultivating, I'm using this side, and I'm using this side, right? Um, so these are some accidents by equipment. So power nailers, um, on average 37,000 a year. 
Chainsaws are 36,000. I think I'd rather get hurt by a nailer than a chainsaw. Um, table saws are 29,000. Snow blowers, I was surprised by this one. <laughs> by 5,700 people a year with 600 finger amputations. Right, and you think, how in the world would that happen? You'd never stick your finger in there while it was going. Does anybody know how that would happen? Any ideas? Of course not, you guys are all down south. Yeah, <laughs> Come on. Yeah, so snowblower, so what happens oftentimes is it'll get clogged with snow, right? So they turn it off, which you always want to do, and then they stick their hand in there to get the snow gone, and there's still compression there. When you get the snow out, it turns, and there goes your finger, right? So if, you, if it does get clogged up, you want to take a stick or something, right? And these things happen. You wouldn't think about that. You would just clean it out, and then you'd think about it. Circular size, 10,600. Um, a lot of these are probably from kickbacks and things. Riding mower. There's 37,000 people that get hurt by riding mowers. And 95 people die a year. Power drills, 5,800. Seems like a pretty innocent tool. Um, so one thing I found with power drills, usually I've got hurt quite a bit drilling holes in old wood. You know, and you got a big bit and you're drilling through there and it just rips and it literally like tries to spin you with it, especially if you can't get your hand off the trigger. So what I do for pretty much all drilling now is I have an impact gun and then I have a self-drilling auger bit. And those things, there's no way those things will ever twist. And they're short and I can drill through about anything. Backhoes kill about 38 people a year. Air compressors, these send 2,400 people to the ER. <laughs> right? Again, you're thinking, how in the world do air compressors hurt people, right? So there's a couple ways. Um, this happens very rarely, but if you don't drain your tank, it can rust from the inside and eventually blow up. Another, another way is basically from not maintaining it and the end of it, you know, the clamp or whatever on there can fail and the end can shoot out and go across the room and take your eye out or whatever. Um, wood chipper, this is probably the, the one I would never want to get hurt on because this often, just, it just results in death. Um, so a wood chipper, I had a couple of videos but I didn't really have time. A wood chipper, you never want to load in front of the chipper, right? Because if you're sitting there, you're throwing a branch in there and you're not paying attention and farther behind you, there's a branch that comes off the branch and it gets, you know, they have big teeth on there. They're like gears and once that thing gets in there, it just pulls and you can't stop. A lot of chippers have like a safety bar on them, but you know, just like that. If you can't get to the safety bar, you're gone. So, um, you know, if you're loading it, you always want to load it from the side so that you can't get pulled through there. Ladder, this is by far the most dangerous tool. And I was trying to find some videos to show you some ladder safety, but they were a little too graphic. And um, usually this happens from most of the ones that I saw, you know, the ladder just slides out because they don't have it on a stable base. 
or they stack it on top of, I saw one guy had two of these tables stacked up and then he was up on the roof and the whole thing just went out. I had a brother, we were building a house and, or we were working on a house and there was a stack of plywood and he put the ladder on top of the stack of plywood and was working up on the house and the whole sheet went And you know, when you're on a ladder, you're like this and the ladder goes down, your feet go through it or your arm or your head. So you always wanna make sure you have a stable base. You know, if you're on a slope, you never wanna put like a ladder here and then put blocks of wood, right, to make it level. Bad idea. They have legs that go on the ladder that you can adjust, right? And then best yet, you can have like a little hole in the ground so those things can't slide. We did do one really stupid thing one time. We were um, in a man lift and we were probably up 20 feet and it was kind of on a slope and it wasn't a self-leveling man lift. So we stuck some two by fours, built them up a little bit on the one side and we got up there and those things fell out, right? So we were holding onto the wall until somebody could come and get something under there so we could lower it. But if we weren't able to hold on the wall, it would have just shot us out there. Anyway, it happens really quick. Um, so here's another thing. You always want to use a tool for what it's meant for, right? If you're using a screwdriver for a chisel, a screwdriver head is not meant to hammer and they can explode, right? You never want to use a ladder as a walk plank, right? Ladders are made to go upright. If you turn them flat and walk on them, they're not made for that. They can design, they can fall. Um, and we do this, we use tools all the time for their not intended purpose. And you gotta be really, you gotta know your tool and its limitations. Um, so Darren talked about taking the guard off. I do the same thing, but um, there's a lot of uh, features, safety features that people take off. So one example is, you know, the saw guard on a skill saw. When you cut through it, right, it comes up and um, framers. So a lot of times, some, sometimes when you're cutting, you have to lift it up with your hand, right? And you're trying to hold the piece. So what framers do, you don't do this, right? I'm telling you the dangers of it. Framers will pick the guard up and then shove a piece of wood up there to hold the guard up all the time so they can always just pick it up and cut and rip through stuff. But I've been on a job site where I wasn't paying attention, use the saw and set it down thinking the guard was back down and it just takes off, right? Or it can cut right through your leg. So you don't want to take off the safety features. Nail guns, framers also use it to where the nail will, the gun will shoot on contact. The safest way to do it, you know, is if you put it down, you have to depress the thing and then you pull the trigger, right? Um, grinders, table saws, there's Definitely things you can, safety features you can take off. Um, you know, usually on smaller equipment, you don't have to do it, but on, you get on bigger equipment and they have safety features where, you know, you have to sometimes turn off two things. You know, there was a guy in my, in my town that died. I didn't know him, but I knew his family. And it was a sawmill and it was a big grinder. He was in the grinder working. He had the safety switch and everything shut off. But another guy came, didn't know he was in there and turned it on. Right, so if you have situations like that, 
if it was me and I was getting there, I would put a big old lock on there and I'd put the key in my pocket, right? Um, there's some of those things on, on smaller tools, but you always want to be careful for those. Another thing is other people. So oftentimes we get hurt when we're distracted. We're not paying attention. Um, sometimes, you know, you can be cutting down a tree and somebody else doesn't, doesn't know you're cutting a tree down. Maybe they're deaf or blind, right? And they walk right under you or that kind of thing. This is a big one is you never want to startle somebody, right? So if I'm in there on the table saw and I got earplugs on and you come in the shop and you're like, hey, right? And I jump as I'm pushing stuff through the table saw, it's not a good scenario. So, you know, what I do if, if I'm in that scenario, I just wait for them to be done, turn around, and then you can scare them. So, talk a tiny minute about chainsaws. Um, to fly through this, but these are the, there's basically per year, there's 3,500 to the head, arm and hand, there's 18,000, leg and foot. And I got a, so the average is 110 stitches per accident. So you don't want to, you don't want to get hurt by a chainsaw. All right. One in five are from kickback. Anybody know what a kickback is? Okay, so I don't really have a good thing, but let's pretend that this is the, the saw bar, right? This, the chain is spinning this way, and this is the log, right? If I, on the upper part here, in this kind of top quarter, is the kickback zone. So if I have a round log, and my ch chain is spinning this way, and I hit the tip, it's gonna try and climb up, right? And that thing is spinning so fast that if you just hit the tip, it can shoot right back and hit you in the head or the chest or anything. Okay, another one is if you're cutting through the log um, and then like it's a log pile, you can be cutting through the log and the front of that bar can hit the log behind it and kick back. Right? I have one guy that I was working with last week actually and on the chainsaw there's some little spikes that you can use to kind of like a pivot point and he was using one hand I'm not sure why, but one hand and pushing it down and he was over it, right? Didn't have a helmet on, no nothing. If that thing kicked back, he didn't even have his hand to hold it. It would have just gone right into his chest. So you don't want to mess with those. Kickbacks are bad. So anybody know what chainsaw chaps are or how they work? You guys know how they work? So this the reality is that a lot of people know what they are, but they've never actually seen them work. And I was the same way until I watched the video and then I never use a chainsaw without them. So that's how it works. Lots of little tiny strings in there. So you guys have no reason not to wear these. Right? Chainsaw, they're chaps. Chaps, yeah. And I like wearing them anyway because they keep my pants from getting beat up. And they also have, you can get this material in your, in your boots. They have a coat you can wear. They have gloves. Um, it's cheap, right? I never use a chainsaw without it. So a table saw, they lose an average of 10 fingers a day. So he was talking about this riving knife here, right? And this keeps things from going to the side. So if that was on there, that could not have gone, it couldn't have kicked to the side. So 
I have a special guest that's going to talk about his experience real quick, and then I'll show you another quick video. <coughs> okay, so unfortunately, I can talk firsthand <laughs> on this topic. Um, so, I mean, I grew up on a farm my whole life, and it's just, I guess the reality is that the more you use tools and stuff, the just the more lax you become. Not that, I wouldn't say that I'm just lax on safety, but you know, you might do something that you're like, okay, this is probably not the greatest idea, but after you did it a few times and nothing happens, it's like, okay, well, you don't think as much the next time. But anyway, I, um, last June, I guess, end of June last year, um, I was building for my wife a, a stand for like milking goats and trimming coats and stuff. Anyway, I was cutting my last board, um, which, you know, that's how it always happens. And I, I was, you know, I was doing a cut that I shouldn't have been doing on a table saw, but something I've done a lot of times. And the table saw that I was using, I'm not sure if it had, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't mine, and it didn't have one because I'm not sure if it, like, had been taken off or not. But it didn't have the, um, like whatever it's called, the guard behind the blade, which would have prevented it. But I was cutting, I had a board that was pretty short, and I was cutting, I was beside the saw, I was this way, I was cutting with, I was cutting this way, and I, the, the blade on the back side caught the board, which if, you know, if it had this guard, I wouldn't have caught. Well, what I really, I came, I came, I didn't, I was cutting a slit in the center of the board, and I didn't want to cut the ends of the board. And so I came onto the blade, and before I started moving, the back of the blade caught the board. If it had had this kind of thing, I couldn't have come down onto it because that would have hit the board. And the point is, the, since the blade is moving this way, the, the behind the blade is what catches. And with a guard like that, Anyway, it caught it and shot it backwards through the blade, and my hand went through, and part of my finger is gone. <laughs> anyway, so, you know, it just, it happens so quick, and you don't know, I mean, you don't know what happens, and it's just like, boom. And so, it happens, it happens that fast, and this technology is ingenious. And, you know, if you have a table saw, it's kind of hard to put out the cost to buy another one. But if you don't have a table saw and you're buying a table saw, this company, they may be a little bit more expensive, but it's not that big of a difference. So if you're purchasing a table saw, I think Matt's got a video here, but it's, it's pretty amazing. And These saws range anywhere from, I think, 1200 to 4000 for more commercial ones. but. Um, definitely worth the money and see we'll go through this here real quick so basically you know that the goal is like he said we often get hurt when we get lax or we don't know um, so I would recommend if you don't know how to use a tool it doesn't take that long you can get on the internet type it in and um, you can learn a lot about it really quick. You know, Darren was talking about those angle grinders and they make a big angle grinder. 
and I was trying to figure out what I should do for a job, and I got on there and started researching it, and I got onto images, and every single image was one of these huge angle grinders, like halfway in the guy's stomach, or in the leg, or in the whatever. And I'm like, I'll just use a small one, take a little longer, I don't want to mess with it. Um, you know, same thing with the cha chainsaw. Once I started looking at the chainsaw chaps and things, I'm like, this is a no-brainer. They're like $90. Um, but so some things that, like a power drill can hurt you. It can puncture. You can have loose clothing get caught up in, your, in the drill bit. Or I even had last week, I was screwing with some screws and my glove got caught in the screw and didn't hurt, but it could have. Electrocution, you know, you always want to know what you're drilling into. You don't want to drill through the wall into a big electrical wire. Um, anyway, there's all kinds of things here we don't have time to talk about. So that's, that's it. But basically, um, scissors can be dangerous, you know that? Um, you just want to, if you don't know, figure it out. Right? And you can go down to the rail yard and get some really dangerous tools. And they're not going to tell you how to do it. They're going to tell you how to turn it on. A lot of times they don't even tell you, they don't even tell you how to turn it off. So check it out. Um, you had a question? So that, that's a good, um, you know, when I use a tool, I always try and figure out, you know, what's the danger of the tool? You know, the danger of a blower is, you know, your ears, right? and maybe something coming up in your eyes, but uh, a weed whacker, the main danger is things flying up into your eyes, right? So, or rocks hitting your legs, right? It's not that cool to wear shorts when you weed whack, right? We've all done it, but it's really, it's weed not. Weed whackers can throw a lot of rocks away from you. Yeah, as as yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, you want to, uh, Know your tool, know its dangers, and wear the appropriate safety. Um, know its limitations, these kinds of things. So, unfortunately, there's way more we could have covered. Um, but hopefully, this kind of gives you a, a basic idea. No, so there's a unit on there that's once it's destroyed, it's destroyed. And then it costs about seventy to hundred dollars to put a new one on. Just that aluminum mechanism, the blade, yeah. So, you know, if you well, that's a, yeah, it's cheaper than ER visit. If you have kids, I'd highly recommend it. Another thing you can do with table saws that's really great, probably as safe as that or safer, is they make a uh, a power feed unit which basically has a roller on each side of the blade and you push the board in there and it just it pushes it against the fence and at a constant pressure and a speed so you put the board in there and it just sucks it in there you walk around and you get it on the other side it's really handy they're like twelve hundred dollars and your saw has to be big enough to do it but anyway hopefully you guys learned something there's also if you go on Audioverse, I believe there's um, somebody did a tractor safety course a couple of years ago. Um, so, yeah. Tractor safety. Yeah, tractor safety.
There's also, um, I've used um, like cutting down trees. If you get online, there's I think a company or out of Canada, there's a whole like a 20 part series on tree falling and it goes through every scenario and the dangers and these kind of things. And I found to be one of the most helpful things is to get on YouTube and type in like danger of whatever. And OSHA makes videos of people dying and like walks through the whole scenario of what went wrong. And they don't make it morbid, but you learn a lot pretty quickly. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.